Hi everyone from me, Brent Grant, live on a Thursday night, nine o'clock for the Handicap Rugby Chat that matters. I probably sound a bit perkier than I am, back next bit of uh, cold, it's cold at the moment here. And uh, yeah, probably the less talking I do tonight, the better. But good to have you with us. Let's hope for a good betting weekend. You know, so disappointing last weekend that the um, that the South African games here were cancelled. I can tell you many of us punters were lining up some big bets. But anyway, we've got local derbies this week. And uh, let's get straight stuck into the action. I'm going to start off at the bottom of the screen with At The Crow Tips. Chris, good to have you back on the show. Yeah, how are you doing, Brendan? Yeah, good to be back. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, very good, thanks. Sounds like, I don't know, I'm picking up a bit of interference on someone's line, so maybe just if I'm yeah. not talking to you, just mute. It's like, almost like wind. It's almost like one of you yeah, sitting on a fish Yeah, I can also hear it. It might even be on the it's me. We'll, we'll experiment. It could be your fancy new headphones, Brendan. <laughs> it might uh, be. Cool, there's Brendan O'Connell. Let's go straight to him. Brendan, first of all, excellent work last night, last week on your blog for Hollywood Bets. Four out of four. Six out of six. <laughs> yeah sure trying to undermine me eh? yeah i couldn't believe it in fact it was quite funny I, I was five for five going into the sunday afternoon um and i'd actually back sale plus five and a, uh, plus eleven and a half earlier in the week and that actually shortened into nine and a half and uh, i actually thought i'd lost out on that one and eventually when i went back and had a look at it yeah, it was, it was uh, one of those one of those good moments when you realize oh my god i actually did get the eleven and a half um and it was a butchered game. I mean, oh, God, Sale. I mean, the stupid red red card when they had sort of Saracens under a little bit of pressure in the second half. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Sadly, I gave it all back on the horses. But um, at least, you know, I, I didn't I didn't do too much damage. Well, that, that's what us punters do. And a late addition to the show, got a message from him just beforehand, which probably means he fancies some stuff quite strongly. He's just finished writing an exam today as well. It's uh, Neil. Neil, good to have you on the show. Thoughts on sports? No, thanks very much, Brent. It was a proper late message. I think it was two minutes before before kickoff that I popped your message saying I'm in and available. Um, but I'm uh, hoping to gift gift the boys some strong fancies. This is this is going to be a cracking weekend. I just sense it in the bones. Oh, good. Well, I'm very. I was going to say I'm very happy to hear that as well because I haven't really. I've got one strong fancy in the local derby, but I don't really have much else to to talk about. But let's get straight into the URC then and. Uh, Get into the first game, and it's, uh, it's it's the local derby on Friday night. Now I've done the handicap a little bit differently because I had a quick look before the show. You can get the Sharks plus two and a half, and you can also get the Bulls plus one and a half, which is quite interesting. And Neil, I start with you on this one. Seems like there's been quite a bit of money for the Sharks because I think they opened plus three and a half. Yeah, Brent, this is I'm going to open up with a, a very strong fancy here. Um, when this, I price this game as a, a minus two and a half. Um, in favor of the Sharks. When I saw it opened up as plus two and a half, I was all over that. That Sharks plus took plus two and a half, took plus one and a half, took Sharks board board at twelve to ten. Um, this is this is a phenomenal play in my opinion. Um, I, I haven't seen. Have you seen what the best available line is? Because I'm still I'm still looking to take some more. This is I'm opening up my Friday night with probably um, one of my biggest bets of the weekend and definitely of the last month here. This is a this is a cracking play. This bull side. I just can't see them being up to it. I can see that Jake's not taking this game too seriously. A couple of experimental um, selections that he's gone for. He's gone for David Creel at 13. Phenomenal player, great 15, but it's just that type of selection where I know that Jake is saying to the boys, look, have a crack, but this isn't this isn't a five-point result for us. So the Sharks have stacked that Sharks have stacked that pack and they've got a couple of big names coming. 
coming off the bench, they they're gonna they're gonna cover this cap quite comfortably. So um, start your Friday nights off, put money on the Sharks, and you'll you'll wake up on Saturday morning with a big smile on your face. Excellent. Well, welcome to all the boys in the live chat. I see a few of the regular guests like Brendan Vessels. Could he actually have some power? I saw on Twitter he's expecting <laughs> nine days of no power on Twitter. He, I think they said sorry for the inconvenience. And Brendan said on Twitter, he said, it's not an inconvenience, it's a tragedy. Nine days without power. And I'd have to, I'd have to agree with him there as well. And also you can see Henrik there, and Mark and uh, David as well on Facebook. So yeah, welcome guys. Um, Henrik saying he agrees. Sharks on the board at 7 to 10. A Christmas gift, Brendan O'Connell. Is it a gift, the Sharks? You, <laughs> you know what? I, away, um, you can get 13 to 10. I'm assuming they're just late in changing. But uh, World Sports Betting have actually still got 13 to 10 Sharks. I'm assuming their traders may be having a bit of a late supper or something has missed the move. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really sad because I've missed the move. Um, I was really busy at work today. And I... But just before the show, I had a quick pop-up just to have a look at some of the sides and some of the teams that were playing this weekend. Um, I haven't dwelled too much into the South African teams. Um, but when I saw, I initially I saw minus one and a half, the Sharks. And I thought, yeah, that seems like a good old play. Um, to, to know that they were as big as plus three and a half early in the week. Oh, man, I'm quite disappointed about that. Um, I'm looking at sort of the UK market. They're sort of around 11 to 20 now in the outright market, the Sharks. So... If anyone can get that 13 to 10, I would jump on as quickly as possible. Um, and I agree. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit sad, obviously, because I've missed the the, the good prices early on in the week. Um, so I don't want to get too involved. But yeah, I think it's the right play. I think Sharks look, look tough to beat in that one. I'm sure we got enough guys. I'm just having a look around at a few other bookies. I think it's only WSB that haven't moved. I probably haven't done them any favors by <laughs> their price. I'd say probably got by the, by the end of the show for those guys who do have, have an account. Let's go down to Chris. Chris, what do you think of this one? Have your bookmakers over there priced up yet? Um, no, not yet, unfortunately. So, yeah, but obviously first glance at the game and looking at the team sheets, team sheets that have come out, I'm, I agree. Um, the Sharks team is, looks very, very good. Um, I, I think I'll just like, if you just look at, obviously, previous history between the two teams, yeah, Bulls at, at Loftus has given Sharks a good hide in previously, but in Durban, uh, Sharks hold the Bulls generally most of the time. And if you want to go back to the previous meeting, which is that final where the Bulls absolutely killed killed the Sharks and lost it, both teams have made massive changes. And it was back in September. Like I don't, I don't think you can use recency bias on this game as well. You know, so like if you look at the lineup now, um, this is close to the team that the Sharks winner would pretty much leading the Super Rugby tournament before COVID, right? So I think this is the first time we've probably seen this full trend side. So totally agree. I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not, this is not like if you want to go confidence levels, it's not like the most confident because the Bulls are still the Bulls. Um, but I totally agree with the guys that at the handicap at one or two, you're on, you have to be on the Sharks here for sure. Just interesting for weather as well, right? Because I'm not, I haven't looked, but if, if, if Durban is humid and muggy, like, like I think you know, like I want to go back to the old old strategy of the overs points for South African derbies, but we know what Durban can be like in summer, right? And uh, if it gets sticky and muggy, and because these teams haven't played a lot, I wouldn't actually expect a lot of points to be honest. But um, if I were going to pick a winner, uh, I think the Sharks are primed. Yeah, when Sharks have this team on the field, uh, they're good. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll lean on the shock. That's not a confident I haven't bet yet because I can't. <laughs> so I need to wait till what I'm offered. 
But in terms of the way the game's going to go, give me Sharks and probably Anders. So like a 27, 20 type of game. I don't know what the points, I don't know the points will be. Interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested because yet. I think the bookies might over. I think, I th I'm hoping that the bookies come back to parity because when the South African is played, it went quite high, right? So I'm hoping the bookies kind of come back to what they think if they come around a lower mark. I'll think about the points, but I just just because it's been a while that these teams have played, Durban and Maggie, it could end up being a scrappy affair in a lot of penalties. Right, let's get, stay with you then for the next game. Uh, Chris, Edinburgh up against Benetton. Here we got Edinburgh, the home side, minus 11 and a half. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'll be honest, Brent, these type of fixtures are not my strength. Like when the markets come out on the Sharks and Bulls, I'd be more confident in what I ended up going for. But I must, I must say, I was pretty. I don't, I don't normally say it, but I was pretty impressed with Edinburgh last week uh, against Newport. Um, I mean, it's just so different watching Newport now at home with their like the the artificial pitch, and it just just looks so different at the at Rodney Parade, you know. But Edinburgh were actually very, very impressive. Um, so I, this is I'm, I'm not going to. I haven't looked at the schedule again at the moment. That's pertinent for me. Um, in terms of how it goes, no, no, no. Right. Well, Brendan Vessels, aka the conductor, he's big on Edinburgh. Says a strong Edinburgh side versus an average Benetton side. Neil, anything for you on this one? Yeah, Brent. I always sort of struggle with these these fixtures, these sort of nine and a half, ten and a half handicaps, where you you really have to pick a side. Yeah, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, definitely the probably the way to go here but is the motivation going to be there on a friday night sort of at the the dam health stadium i don't know against a against a benison side who i like to think are quite plucky on the road um they often get given given a bit of disrespect from the books and there can often be some some opportunities for the punters to make a bit of bit of loot but i'll probably look at this game look at the points line assess a bit of weather conditions if i can get a, uh, an edinburgh points line maybe at about uh, 27 and a half. I'll look to rather take overs on that um, rather than um, just back the, the minus. Um, Edinburgh, yeah, their defense generally is quite good, but I feel like they, they are prone to slipping off a couple of tackles against sort of a traveling Benetton where they maybe might be caught off guard, especially with the recruitment that Benetton have done. Um, Rena Smith at fullback, that definitely adds a bit of a spark there. And they've got a Fijian on the wing. I just forget his name, who, who is quite a good finisher. So there, there's enough. There's enough. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not talking about Monty Ioani. There's another another bloke who just mm. his name is Gage at the moment. So there's enough quality to finish out wide for Benetton. Brennan Smith at the back. If you've been watching the Cheetahs games, he does add a bit of quality there. So I'll I'll take a step back from the handicap and hoping to get a, a ben, an Edinburgh point at about 28 and a half with where the permit. Excellent. Well, let's go on to Brendan uh, Patches. Patches, what do you think of this one? Yeah, it's it's a sort one I would probably get too excited in. Um, yeah, Edinburgh did the business last week against the Dragons, and they they looked impressive as they did it. Um, but Benetton actually haven't been too bad themselves, you know. Um, I think the handicap is well set around the twelve point mark. Um, you know, it, it like I say it sort of languishes in, in that area where. Edinburgh could be leading by 16 or 17 and Benetton score a late try and you do your loot. 
Um, if anything, I probably would lean towards Edinburgh on the minus, but only marginally, but I'm not going to get you involved in this game. Alex coming in saying he's Edinburgh, a big first-half team, so he's looking for a first-half handicap. Brendan, let's stay with you. We'll go on to the next game. And, you know, for those who missed the start of the show, I'm a bit under the weather at the moment, so I'm having another game <laughs> muting myself to cough. <laughs> Hopefully I will remember to mute all the time otherwise. Anyway, but uh, let's go to this game, Brendan. Leinster up against Connacht now. I'm assuming a lot of the internationals are back looking at this handicap because I was yeah. super impressed with Connacht last week and not very impressed with Leinster at all. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had a nice bet on on Ulster on the plus, um, and they ended up winning the game. I couldn't believe it. But the the um, the overall commitment shown by the Ulster players was was pretty impressive, um, and it just kind of appeared that Leinster didn't have any answers uh, to the sort of in your face kind of defence, and um, and also the fact I think that Ulster just didn't show them any kind of respect. It was actually really nice to see. Um, so yeah, Ulster. I'm very impressed by them last week. Um, Leinster, yeah, they have been a bit of a funny team the last couple of months. Um, internationals are all back. Connacht, then you know, playing well last weekend as well uh, when they dispatched the Ospreys. I mean, the Ospreys were extremely poor, but Connacht got the complete run of play throughout the game and never looked in doubt. I, I think even when they were playing into the wind, <laughs> they even looked better than Ospreys did the win later on and you know in, in, the, in the match um i yeah it's you know it's, it's again like you know connect what connect gonna rock up i think what is probably the most important thing though to remind yourself about is that it is an irish derby once again uh, just as approved last week that ulster beat leinster um leinster obviously want to come out firing <sighs> do they have that confidence Connacht will be bubbling. Um, Connacht can be so inconsistent. But I think with a handicap as large as this, I'd probably have a bet on Connacht to finish within the cap. Connacht on the plus there. Just bringing that, I didn't realize the total points line. Just to mention to the guys watching, total points for Edinburgh Benetton game is 41 and a half. So, um, Neil, in fact, I just want to it's quickly look at that relates to probably your 26 and a half, whatever what you were saying there. Uh, Edinburgh total, 25 and a half, Neil, for. Uh, for for Edinburgh, so I think uh, yeah, that could be a nice overs play there. Uh, Chris, let's go to you then for this uh, this game, Leinster against Connacht, sixteen and a half, and total points forty seven and a half. Uh, forty seven, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I definitely, I think this this cap is too high, just purely if you want to go again um, on last week, if you want to go on recency buy and see, but uh, but I think like. Um, yeah, like uh, less, yeah, Leinster's so away. Like every every time I think of Leinster, I think they need to be winning by twenty points against every team in this league. Like honestly, I think I don't think we should see, be surprised that Ulster arrived. Uh, I don't think we should also be surprised that Connor played well against Ospreys. I mean, I've never rated Ospreys as well, and Con Connor can have those games. Do I trust Connor to go to Leinster and do it again? Absolutely not. Do I probably back Leinster to come out strong? Yes. 17 points, though, on a Friday night in Ireland on, in an Irish derby. That's a lot of points. Um, so I'm just the way normally, I think I'll, I would normally take those points. Thank you very much. But obviously, I'm quite nervous about Leinster. But I like, if I'm going to take the handicap, I'll be on, on, on a plus to Connor. But I do like the points here. I think there will be points here. I think, I think that was a 47 you said, Brent. 
47 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm confident that that's an overs. That's an overs play right there. Overs play for Chris. Henrik just saying he wants to take Leinster on. They're not the same team of previous seasons. I have to agree with Henrik there. The thing about Leinster, which makes them tricky, is when they do turn it on, they really can still turn it on and they're excellent. But they're certainly not as consistent, I don't think, as they have been in previous seasons. Neil, this one for you? Yeah, Brent, tricky one. Um, I love betting on on Connor just because I feel like they're always underrated by the books. Playing at home, they aren't even often often favourites, so you can always get a generous plus from them at home, which is ridiculous. Um, in the Pro 14, playing away against against Irish opposition, they're always under underdogs and and big underdogs. You can often get double digit um, head starts when they play the likes of of Ulster and Leinster. In in this is the case, and even as Jake White said in that interview, that they, that they don't have the big names but i'm very very thankful for that i just get a couple of extra points on every handicap that's that comes about but this but this handicap 16 and a half i i understand i understand the value in the market i understand why it's priced as is um leinster uh between 11 and 15 so 11 and the, both wings the fullback and the center that's the full irish irish team um, they got nearly a full back row of Irish starters, except uh, Reese Rudock, who has, I think he was captain about 2017. I'm a big fan of him. He's sort of that no-nonsense debuters type uh, ball carrier uh, for Leinster. He, that's who he reminds me of. But at at the RDS, it's, it is tricky to go to go with the Leinster plus. Um, and I think I'm going to go for a bit of a left field call and actually follow the Crow tips here on a... On a, on a total points overs because I can see Connacht if, if weather is good. Um, I haven't checked it at all. So disclosure ahead. If it's if it's not good, pull the plug. But if weather looks decent, it's a fantastic turf at the RDS. Very fast pitch. You're getting 46 and a half um, for Connacht. They are a team who, who can score a lot of points. And I know Lens are going to come out firing and they are going to knock up a couple of points themselves. So if, the, if yeah. weather condition is good, I think you can probably shop around and get a 46 and a half. And I think that is a a player worthwhile if you are staying clear of this handicap. Yeah. That appeals to me as well. I'm always, I always always uh, find a few points normally in Leinster games. Let's go on to the next game then, Neil, and we'll stay with you. Ospreys plus six and a half against Ulster. Sure. Challenging one, Brent, purely on team news. Um, I don't know the, the Ospreys injury list. Last time I checked, they had a, a couple of, of big names out. I don't know the fitness of Gareth Gareth Anscombe and for me that that is a big determinant of where my my money goes and then again I'd also like to know sort of the castle the castle in the in the Ospreys pack if Os, if Ospreys go full strength here I'm more than happy to to take this plus but then again yeah I'm just totally out of the loop with with injuries at the moment so it is one to sort of tread carefully and keep your eye out on the the 2 p.m South African time team news tomorrow. Right, Henrik Swat just making mention of the fact that he does follow coaches more than teams. I know Henrik that stood him in good stead over the years. Brendan, let's go to you then. Ospreys, did I hear you say that you like Ulster game this week? No. <laughs> oh. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, no, I'm certainly impressed by them last week. I mean, they were absolutely terrific against Leinster. But this is a game, yeah, that I, I keep coming back to. And it's one of those ones, you know, where the feel starts beginning to grow in your, in your stomach. You know? And I really like Ospreys in this one. Um, like Neil mentioned, though, um, team news is going to be vitally important just to at least cement my view that I'm that I'm taking. But um, yeah, I'm thinking of a little bit of an upset here. Um, I don't think Ospreys can win it, but I won't rule it out. 
but I really like them on the plus on the handicap quite strongly. Um, yeah, there are a couple of players which I just want to confirm that might be playing. Um, and then, you know, I'll wait until tomorrow. Um, but funny enough, this is one of those games that I, I just have the sneaky feeling that Ospreys are going to wake up for this one and they'll, they'll go close here. Yeah. Well, your sneaky feelings have been doing pretty well so far. Uh, Chris, any sneaky feelings for you on this one? <laughs> my, yeah, my, yeah, my sneaky feelings is that the cap is too high. Um, not, not again, like, yeah, Alpha away, also very good at home. The last time they played, I think they were, yeah, if I remember, well, they're not, not a big... <laughs> When these two play, I'm not sure there's a lot of points. So, because you know, I like the points market, but I think Ospreys at home at the moment in the spots, which I like to talk about where these teams are, seven is a lot of points. I don't know if Ospreys are going to win, but seven is, is quite a lot. So, I, I, I wouldn't be on an Ulster minor for this game. I will stick with you for the next game. And we're on to a local derby. And I've done the same thing here. I've put the two lines in there. Although it looks like I said plus minus nine and a half for Stormers. Yeah. I think it could be a similar situation. WSB have still got 12 and a half for lines. I know a lot of guys have taken the plus 12 and a half, Chris. And I see the line. There's 10 and a half, there's nine and a half. It seems like this game's going to start about nine and a half, ten and a half Stormers. Okay. Like as I said, I I, 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 have, I don't go to Tarkin Insights. Maybe I should be part of the show. But 12 point if, 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 Ly if Lions are playing their full strength side, which I assume they are, right? Then this is not a 12 point game. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't see how that works because I know we not, I think the Storms are going to read some box. I mean, Ori and Murat are playing, but if, if Lions are full strength after the, you know, what's happened lately, this not a, no. But I'm surprised by that. I, I kept with less than five. So I'll be I'll be plus all day. If I get plus twelve, I'm on plus twelve. That's a big well, bet I think, for me. Yeah, it looks like World Sports Betting could be the last left with that. But uh there's ten and a half, I guess, uh, nine and a half. Neil, is this a strong one for you? Look at Brendan Vessels there. He's all over the lions. Yeah, Brent. So this was my second biggest bet of the weekend. Um actually no, actually on par with the sharks bet. When these two SA caps went out, I had a little little smoke to myself, but kept that kept that rather quiet and just made sure I got my bets down before any any bookmakers heard my my distant laughters uh, rippling throughout the the Western Cape here. Um, Twelve points, yeah, that's a that's a ridiculous well, ridiculous well, handicap. The first time I heard for, it, I'm off my chair, so I agree with you. Yeah, no, it's a it's a ridiculous handicap to get for a for a yeah. local derby. We know the Stormers. We know Stormers and minuses. We've we've spoken about this profusely on the show. They don't enjoy minuses. Um, Stormers have a fantastic set piece. However, a couple of players ruled out. Um, they don't have Bongi and Badambi anymore. He's obviously playing his trade up, up at the Shark Tank. Stephen Kitsoff's being rested rested this week. Yes, they have Marvin Ori and Murat in the, in the second row. Two two decent players. But once again, they aren't world class yet. They're not. They're not in the position of the Itojes and the Etzebeths and the Diachas of the world, where they can influence games. They they're a nice to have sort of sort of addition. Stefan Unger at nine. He's a good player. I like him. And um, but then at ten, the the Stormers are massively still unsettled. Are they going to go with Swill? Are they going to go with Willemse? There's Abner van Rienen. There's there's newcomer Sasha Hamengomazulu, who I rate quite highly, still coming up and through the ranks. So I do expect the Stormers aren't a, set, aren't a settled unit. Yes, they've got a bit of danger up, uh, out wide. But I look at this Lions side, and apart from from Zeilinger, this is a quality 
quality outfit. They've got um, Similani, who yes, who can be very questionable, questionable um, on on defence. But at the end of the day, this game will get treated similar to a Super Rugby type type fixture where defence isn't always the name of the game. So Birgit Urdendal and Similani in the centres, I'm more than happy with that as a Lions backer. Edward Fandelmeva out wide back to his home ground. He's going to have a point to prove. I'm I'm a huge fan. Evil Fuen at the back, hmm, probably not my favourite player, but that's fine. He's he's good enough to do the job. So this Lions pack, more than enough quality for me. 12 and a half, double digits. Load up because this will this will be into a 7-8 seven, seven, points game by kickoff. The Lions could even win easily. Confident calls from both of the lads there. Brendan, you'll be a brave man to go against the boys, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I would, eh? and I won't. And it's funny, it's a game I didn't really have much of, a, of an opinion on early on, uh, basically because they hadn't priced up in the UK, and so I didn't get too excited um, about it. Um, so that was the first part. But I certainly would be looking at an unders play in a game like this. Back, at, it's, It is played in Newton still, right? This match, and if well, that's it is, what I then, want um, to ask you what happened in there. I actually wanted to ask that guy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Cape Town Stadium. Um, is it Cape Town Stadium? It's official now. That's that we're done with Newland. Yeah, not that even the 15 farewell now. games. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, damn it. Okay, well, that throws a bit of a spanner then because I, I certainly, if it had been at Newlands, I was all on the unders, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, Cape Town Stadium, yeah, it's burnt me a couple of times. Um, it certainly looked like it won't be a, a happy hunting ground like old Newlands was on the unders. Um, so, yeah, I'll still have a look anyway, just to see what sort of level of points. Um, I mean, I was quite happy to take an under 46 and a half at Newlands uh, quite comfortably. Um, you've got to add at least the five or six points, I would say, for, for the Cape Town Stadium. Um, I think the weather is okay. There might be a few showers early in the morning, but other than that, um, I'll just be hopping on the Lions train with the rest of <laughs> with the rest of the gang, I think. Um, I just hope, though, that you know I might get a double digit when they open up in the UK either tonight or tomorrow morning. Hope, but it's probably unlikely. Um, you're going to get but seven as well. Boys, what is interesting, yeah. though, just looking in the live chat, it's, we're not totally unanimous on this game. Shark brain saying yeah. Galant and Evan Roos, and then this is the one that's interesting. Henrik Swat all over the Stormers minus. So very yeah, interesting. Yeah, baby. So, wow. wow. But we don't know how much Henrik's, how many brandies he's had tonight, you know. So <laughs> that's but, true. Okay, that's interesting, Henrik. Um, yeah, probably, I guess, for, in, in Henrik's case and probably Shark brain, um, you probably want to wait because I agree with, with Neil. Yeah. I think the line will probably come in further. So if you are going to back the minus, you may as well wait and, and try and take a bit of, uh, yeah. say, the minus seven and a half or, so, or, or something along those That's lines. What I'm saying. I, I think we're going to get just, like eight. Just one comment. Sorry, yeah, go for sorry, it. Sorry, one comment my no, side. No, I know Henrik is one of the punters I definitely respect the most out there. And I, he always likes to say that he's a, a coach punter. And I know he doesn't have a strong affinity towards John Dobson. So that's... That, Comment really surprised me. That he was quite quick to <laughs> to blindly jump onto a, a Stormers minus. So he must know something and I don't. Maybe he's maybe he was <laughs> yeah. there on on Thursday morning sniffing out the case on Stadium pitch. I don't know, Henrik. Please, please do tell us something. <laughs> Excellent. We'll, we'll see what Henrik comes back with. Brendan, we move on to the next game. Though it's the last of the URC matches. Glasgow minus nine and a half against the Dragons. Oh. Dragons. I mean, whenever that name appears, I just, yeah, they're, they're just a, a horrendous side. I, you either go for them 
and they crucify you and then you you know the next it's a case of just trying to work them out like trying to work them out but you can't even do that much um <laughs> it, it's it's probably going to be a no bet for me if, if i if i had to i'd lean towards a glasgow minus but uh, just neither of these these two sides can be so inconsistent at times um that it's probably not worth a bet. I'm probably going to have like a look at a, at a points um, uh, bet in the game. I'll have a look at the weather closer to the time. The UK is not too bad this weekend. There's a few showers here and there. It's obviously quite cold, but that's about the worst of it. Um, Glasgow, yeah, it's going to be a plastic pitch as well. So yeah, I'm probably looking at a, at a points line there maybe, and maybe going under and hoping like the Dragons don't score too many. And something like that but it, it's oh, handicap wise oh and touch it right chris anything for you on this game anything strong yeah no not really but just looking at straight out drags i agree like never oh you've, you've lost brain <laughs> yeah yeah i don't worry i just took myself off oh, there, yeah. so yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm, 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 I look, I'm going to be very honest. Before the URT and South African interest came in, I was never a big better on the Pro 14 at all. I never was. I'm just being honest. It was not, not a, I would follow it and watch it, from, but betting wise, no. Um, but obviously, I'm, I am now following it because of the South African interest. So I have been invested and been burned bloody hard. <laughs> Thanks for, for that. Um, but um, in terms of this matchup, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to maybe entertain. Uh, new, uh, the Dragons at home. Uh, last, uh, was the last week Glasgow played Benetton, right? I think it was. And mm. typical shit. No, it's not a shit. Yeah. Glasgow at oh, yeah. home, though. Yeah, Glasgow at home is a different story. So, if again, I think we have to go weather, weather, weather depending. Yeah, I, I am looking at this because I quite like, I do like Glasgow for a big performance. The cap is probably well set. But I'm loving this if Glasgow's around 25 points. I think Glasgow will, will I like the Glasgow on the point there. I'm not sure about the, the cap because Newport have showed, <laughs> showed that they can play a little bit this season. But Glasgow at home are a much better side. And, and they, they, I always like to think about it as a, as a rugby player. Like, like I, if I was a rugby player, I would, be, I would still be embarrassed about my performance last week in, in, in the Conrad way I watched whatever it was. I don't, I don't always follow it. But like it, they, for me, they, they, they're going to be about, I think there's a bounce back here and against Dragons. I, like, if it, I don't know what the points are going to be, but if you get 24, 25, go for it. I think this is like 30, Glasgow, for me, this is over 30 points for Glasgow. Right, Neil, bring us uh, home on the URC. Yeah, Brent, uh, tricky one. Um, it's just one of those, I've mentioned it earlier in the show, just those nine and a half, ten point hand, equally exceptionally, exceptionally tough to call without sort of an insight into to how team news goes. I was one of those who, who was quite strong on the, um, on the Dragons at home last weekend, and I stand by my bets. Uh, if it wasn't for 10, Bash going off injured in the, in the first minute, I, I do believe that they would have gone on to win the game um, had they not had that. They are a strong side at home. This game obviously getting played in Glasgow, but ten and a half handicap in the in the, the Pro 14. Let's let's not let's not fool ourselves. Um, Dragons probably won't win this game, but Glasgow ain't no minus backers either. So I'll definitely have a flutter on the 
the Dragons Plus if Team News Team News is is according. I I wouldn't rush to take an unders because you're not going to get your forty six and a half line that's that's um, one is hoping for here. It'll come out at about 42, 43 and a half. Also, see it's a it's a night fixture, so I think especially with that in mind, night fixture, double digit head start in the Pro fourteen. Um, obviously, sorry, URC uh, Dragons getting quite embarrassed at home. Couple of injury concerns, but yeah, I'm quite happy to to take a, a Dragons plus. Yeah, I think they, they'll cover this. I'm just on mute there. We'll stay with you, Neil, for the Gallagher Premiership. And the first game that I've got here is obviously Friday night, Gloucester minus two and a half against Bristol. And we got a points line here of 46 and a half. Oh, strap in, gents. Um, this is obviously where I sort of come alive. Love the Gallagher. Big, big competition for me, both in terms of 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 money, money making and and watching. Um, Gallagher, this is this is probably a big surprise. Handicap came in a couple of points just due to a bit of Bristol team announcement. But Stephen Lewis to a back um, back in the in the bear side. Semi Rondrandra is set to make his his uh, first appearance, and I think it's about three months for Bristol, so that's a huge, huge boost for them. They've been absolutely nowhere with Artem and then Harry Randall back for for the Bears at nine. But this this anyone else Gloucester side is a is a, was more than I was probably over the moon when I saw that the, the the team Bristol announced. And if you do follow me on Twitter and know anything about me, I'm a big Bristol Bears fan. I've I've um, been to Ashton Gate, so. Yeah, it holds a, a special place in my heart there. But I'm getting a, a close to a 7 to 10 for Gloucester at home in cold conditions. Doesn't suit their style of play. Um, uh, Gloucester have a big uh, a big back row. Ben Morgan, 125 kilograms, carrying carrying hard. Ron Ackerman is going to do the dirty work. Um, Lewis Lydlam, yeah, big fan of him. So And two, two pretty strong centres in Atkinson and Chris Harris with obviously a bit of pace out wide in Johnny Mann, Mary Salmon. So you're getting a home side in the gap. And again, 7 to 10, you've got to snap that up in my opinion. So Gloucester on the board is my, my pick here. Excellent. Yeah, we're looking around. There's still some 7 to 10 available. I see 0.72 at player bets there. I see as short as 5 to 10 elsewhere. So you probably want to get on that one quickly. Brendan, this game for you, Friday nights. We used to hate them, you and me. It used to be Friday nights in Kimberley. We used to do our money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, agree. Totally, eh? Um, I like Gloucester here quite strongly. Um, initially, I was expecting a handicap of between four and six points on the Bristol Plus, but obviously they're going, they are uh, receiving back a number of players, five or six players probably, back into the side. Um, Gloucester I've been really impressed with. They're one of the form sides at the moment. Um, they're playing terrific rugby. Um, they're also getting a couple of players black, back as well. Um, I managed to get minus one and a half at nine to ten, and I managed to get some eight to ten outright, and I'm very happy with that so far. Um, I see one of the guys mentioned um, an unders in, in the game. Yeah, possibly. Um, I can't remember who the referee is. I had a look earlier. I think it's uh, it's Christopher Redley. I think it's him. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's he's sort of like an average kind of ref. So yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, scare off anyone going in the unders there. Um, I think the weather might be okay. Um, the you know there might be a, a, a bit of sprinkling of rain, but other than that, I don't think anything more than that. But yeah, Friday night game, uh, Gloucester at home, Bristol still finding their way. Um, yeah, I'm quite confident in this one. 
right? I'm just having a bit of a chuckle. A couple of the guys said, saying one of us is breathing very heavily. It could well be me. I can tell you. I walked from the couch to the to the chair and I started huffing and puffing at the moment. Chris, I don't think, don't think we got your opinion on this game yet. No, yeah, no. Um, probably a little bit against the grain, yeah. Just purely just on my views, yeah. I, I think Bristol are going to come have a big game. I agree that Gloucester, I mean, Gloucester and Leicester compared to last season have been super impressive. And then I look at the Gloucester Exeter game, which burned me a few month, few weeks ago. Looks like a similar, similar affair. I just still think that uh, Bristol have been underachieving and Gloucester have been overachieving. And I think this is an opportunity for Bristol to put the right. Um, it's going to be a cracking game, I know for sure. Um, so I'm not going to get involved in the handicap because it's, again, a very tight one. I believe, I, I'm going to say I believe Bristol are going to win this game, my call. Um, but I do like the unders because only because also Gloucester have shown that they like like last season with COVID and the weird season we had the defenses were nowhere, but Gloucester uh, well have yeah, been like pretty pretty good. So, but I this is just purely a rugby call. Like I like I just think that Bristol are gonna they need to arrive. They have to arrive close game. I think Bristol win. I like the unders. That's an extended unders play for me. I think I I'm, I'll look at that in my doubles and trebles. Right, Chris, we'll stay with you there. Worcester up against Wasps, and here we got the Worcester Warriors plus one and a half. Yeah, is it, I don't know if Brendan Vessels is, is listening, but there's three things I love in life. It's Britney Spears, it's the dimples above a woman's butt, and it's a pose in Worcester. So, <laughs> no, like Worcester have been, Worcester have been, like, yeah, I, like, I, to be, I mean, even though, to be honest, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm waiting for Worcester to arrive. I've been waiting 10 years. So I'm going to still wait for that. I know they've made changes. Uh, Bren, Bren, I actually did follow just for the weekend I had. I had one of these, like, I have to just follow when they came right. I can't, who was against? I can't remember when they came good. Um, also, last week, that 10-point difference, Worcester and, and Newcastle are not 10-point difference teams any day of the week. That was very, very wrong. Um, so I was expecting Worcester. I think Worcester on the upward trend. Thing is, Wasps could be anything. So you, I, I think if I remember, I quite like points in this game, but it's been a low-scoring affair in previous previous uh, games. Um, like for my like naturally, I want to look at the points and the overs, but I'm a little bit hesitant. But I'm not going to go on on the cap. It's very well. I think it's very close, right? I don't know if you put it up. I think it's close to one or two, which is very good. Um, so I'm not not going to get involved because I think Worcester can are potentially on the up and, and Wasp literally can be anything. Wasp can win this by 20 or lose this by 10. So I won't get involved there. So this is like kind of, this is a very iffy game for me. Right, Neil, this one for you. Yeah, I'll add a, a fourth thing um, that I love in this world and that's opposing uh, Chris Rowe on a Worcester Warriors handicap. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm quite strong on the... The Warriors here. Um, I think that if Chris has been opposing the Warriors for the last three months, he's going to be a very he's been a very poor man. So Warriors is the is the place to be this weekend. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I took quite a quite a big swing at at plus two and a half and Warriors board at at fourteen to ten. They're one of those sides which I absolutely love backing because they've got all the right structures and they're slowly getting those those that structure of of coaching in. Chris, they've got Chris Boyd in. He's a he's a no nonsense player. I mentioned to the conductor midweek last week um, when they got him in traveling to Newcastle. I was getting a handicap of ten and a half um, with Chris Boyd going to the snow. I said that was that was an absolute gift. 
this man this man lives in the snow in in shorts and and slops so Chris Boyd in in the Warriors he's a no nonsense type coach he grinds out results he turns attitudes of players around um, this Worcester Warriors side has enough quality they got Duan there Ollie Lawrence and Francois Fenter in the centres you got Sutherland and Baldwin two international quality players in the front row um, uh, the only my only concern about Warriors which I've said uh, quite a few times previously is their their second row I'm not a big fan of of Kirshner in the second row. He just doesn't add enough uh, brunt to me. But Ted Hill, the captain, 22 years young, leading this, leading sort of the Warriors into that new new dimension. Back at six ways, he's a fantastic player. They've got Vayanu, the Tongan, back at eight. Um, this, is a, this is a quality player for me. Take Worcester Warriors, plus two and a half. If you can't get that, don't worry. Take them on the board. They'll, they'll romp home to a big win at six ways, yeah. Right, well, let's let Brendan uh, split the pair for wow. us there, Brendan. We've got two different yeah, opinions. I'm sure. thinking you guys warriors. <laughs> no, believe it or not, eh? um, in, in my little uh, bloggy thing, I actually said it's a no bet for me. But, but if I had to uh, have a bet in the game, I would probably marginally go for wasps. <laughs> but I'll tell you why. Um, yeah, a, a good performance last weekend. Also, yeah, I jumped onto that Warriors plus away at Newcastle. That was great value. Um, they, they escaped with a you know twenty four all draw. It was was decent. Um, like Neil says, I mean they've got the players. It's just a little bit of structure, and I know there is has been some management changes this week. It might take a little bit of time, possibly, uh, to filter down um, and into the team and into the players. Um, <laughs> Yeah, now they're back at home. Surely, yeah, big performance. I think a lot for me, though, it just depends on what uh, Wasp side is named and what players they have available. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sort of leaning towards a Wasps because if they do have a few players coming back that I have in mind, um, then then I probably will go for Wasps. But it's not a game I'll get too involved. I've got a couple of other ones later on that I, I, I'm much more confident on. But um, for now, yeah, no bet. Uh, wait for the team sheets. Um, and and then and then maybe have a bet. You know, the other horrible thing, especially in the UK, man, is that so many of these games aren't even televised. And and it's, oh, it's, it's awful because, you know, there's nothing worse than... You know, being involved in a game, and, and there's no way you can sort of influence it from from your couch. You know, um, so yeah, that, that is one of the, the the sort of drawbacks, I think. Yeah, yeah. and this so will be one of those games to, we won't be able to see it. Brendan, I'm I'm shocked. I've lost two shows. I've been with you. This with the confidence, I'm 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 not. I'm disappointed, mate. Especially after Neil put the stamp on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Brendan, let's stick with you for the next game. Saints minus nine and a half against Bath. Uh, yeah, this doesn't feature in any of my top three bets. Um, Bath, oh man, what are they winless? It's eight or nine matches now. Uh, eight matches, I think. This will be their ninth. And they're going to Northampton, who uh, came back to form in an uncertain manner last week. Um, Saints looked great. Uh, watched the highlights of that game. Uh, Bath put up a little bit of a fight. Who did they play last week? Um, where I uh, had someone else up here. Um, Bath fought early on. Was that against Saris? No, it wasn't Saris. It was who a big Bath handicap. I know that Bath nearly won the game, but I can't remember who it yes. was. Yes. 
Yeah, it was Exeter. That's right. That's right. They were playing at home. Yeah, and they were right into the game. And of course, Exeter to yeah, really dig game. deep to sort of win the game late. Yeah. Um, man, uh, Cole Dixon is the ref. Uh, there could be a little bit of rain in this game. Uh, so that's also a factor, which I think will help Bath. Um, for me, it is a small bet on the Bath plus 10.5 points, if I can get it still. Um, I just think they are improving. They're improving slowly. Saints have been, uh, uh, they started off the season tremendously well. They went through a bit of a lull period and then they bounced back last week. Um, so for me, Bath on the plus is probably where I'm going to go. I'm going to have a look, good look at the weather as well. Um, but I just wouldn't take the Saints on the minus just yet. But yeah, Bath on the plus. But it's a very small bet for me. I was going to say, Brendan, you'd strike me as anything but confident of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bath. Let's, go to, let's go to Chris and see if he's got a firmer view on this one, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I've got a firmer view, and you might call me crazy, but I'm I'm very confident on Bath plus ten. I I yes, they've been they've been bad, and they have they've been woeful. But if you look, still look at their squad, they got they got good players, and I still I still back that. Um, and yeah, I don't like to look at the, that 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 cup competition where they also got a they also got a bit of a high them. But I would, when I look at them against Exeter, that had their big guns back, they had Hogg back, they had Slade back, they had Simmons back. Their defense, their attitude and defense was back there. Like and, and like Brendan was saying, they competed. They were in that game right to the end. Yeah, I like Saints. I'm one of their one of the teams are back to early doors. Um, to do well, and um, this is a, I think, a, a, what, I mean, it's a derby game, like, I, what, Bath have had a good good record in this game, I, I, I know that they're not on good form, but I think, I think they're going to take a lot from that Exeter game, and they're going to rock up that Franklin's Garden, and they're going to give Saints a big game, 10 points is way high, this is one of my biggest bet, confident bets of the, of the weekend, Bath plus 10. Nice, Com confident selection from Chris there. Neil, interested in your thoughts on this one then. I've got a feeling, just a, my hunch is that you're going to go against Chris here. <laughs> no, it's 2021 is a strange time. I'm, I'm quite strong on Chris's fancy there. That's a, a cracking call from him. <laughs> what? Um, just... <laughs> yeah, no, 2021 seen it all. Um, no, this, this this Bath Plus is a is an absolutely cracking player. Uh, you're, getting, you're getting a back row of, of Miles Reed superb over the ball. Um, really fantastic jacket. Is he back though? He was injured, um, right? Is he back though? Uh, yeah, I think he is. Fit, I think okay. he is fit and available. And then you got okay. got Sam Undergill and Josh Bayless. That's a, a near or international back row. Will Stewart, Tom Dunn, um, Charlie Yules in the back row. Bill, uh, uh, ben Spencer back at nine for Bath. He's a he makes a massive difference. He's a he's a at least a two three point. Um, kind of play on the handicap for me, just the way he commands the troops around the park. He also just sort of gives them the the forwards a nice slap on the backside when they need to pick up their their boots a little bit. And Bath are just really on the up, and I'm big but competitive. That's when you're getting these big handicaps for good sides with good players, they tend to cover them. And with Bath, with Bath last weekend, they covered a seven point spread against uh, sort of the perennial winners in, in Exeter in a in a cold day where forwards are expected to dominate. So I'm getting a 10-point head start. Yes, Saints have been playing fantastic rugby. 
George Furbank at the back, he's been good. Courtney Law's really dominating that that's, that set piece bigger at ten. Um, but at the gardens in sort of winter conditions, if this was if this was a, a four o'clock Sunday kick off, I'd be slightly cautious. I'm getting a big head start in a in a nighttime fixture, and I'm all over this bath bus. This is an absolutely cracking player from me. Yeah. Right, Neil, we're going to stick with you for the next game. I've seen Exeter minus one and a half against Saracens and plus one and a half. I did have uh, a tweet uh, that, that Saracens, I think, perhaps started uh, minus three and a half favourites and Exeter being backed in yet. Did you get on the early, early anything early there? Yeah, Brent, um, initially when this when this came out, it, it was always one of those fixtures where you knew the, the handicap would be in the three-point region, three points or less for, for either side. Obviously, um, I expected Saracens to probably be slight favourites just as, as team news went. And it was one of those where in years gone by, I would have jumped on this, uh, this, Exeter, this Exeter Plus. Um, but... This is the type of fixture where I feel like Saracens are just playing fantastic rugby. They they're going to going to to Chiefs. Sandy Park isn't the fortress that it's been. The Chiefs have struggled. Yes, they're going to name a fantastic starting fifteen, but a couple of those players coming back, they don't have the minutes under the belt. The bench will look strong, but once again, there's a couple of players struggling for minutes. And this Sasha Lazowski pulling the strings, he's playing absolutely phenomenal rugby. He doesn't need to be breaking the line at every opportunity, but he's just marshalling the Saracen side superbly well. And Saracens are going to Sandy Park and they're going to be going for the full the full juggernaut here. So I'm an, I'm gonna gonna take on the books here and go for an underdog victory and, and take Saracens to win away at Sandy Park. Right, a Saracens victory there. We're gonna to go to Brendan. Now just a comment quickly before I go to Brendan. Um yeah, I see the guys complaining that like what Brendan said, you don't get a lot of live games, and I see Four games all kicking off at five o'clock on a Saturday. Brendan, that's crazy, man. I mean, they should split them out of Isn't it mad, eh? Why yeah. I, I've never really worked it out. I, I'm sure someone has some plan or there's some reason for it that they're all kicking off at the same time. I mean, instead of just staggered throughout the afternoon. Uh, yeah, just can't work it out, eh? I, I, you know, I presume I in the UK I as well. I reckon they don't want eyes away yes. from football. I reckon that's the thing, eh? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, eh? Hey. Um, yeah, my best bet of the weekend. Best bet. Saracens on plus one and a half. I cannot believe it. I'm jumping yeah. all over it. Um, it's, yeah, it's my absolute best. Just to see Saris on the plus anyway um, is something. Uh, and the more and more I look at this game, and I totally agree, Sandy Park no longer that fortress. They've lost twice this weekend, uh, this week, uh, this season to uh, London Irish and to Newcastle of all teams. You know, um, Saris are going to be up for this man, and I, 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 this is my best bet of the weekend. Saris plus one and a half. I am putting the fire, the petrol, everything on this one. Nice, confident call. I popped off there for a second, but I did hear that it was your best bet. We'll also discuss that further <laughs> at the end of the show. Uh, let's get Chris's opinion before we move on to the last two games. Yeah, yeah pro- I'll mirror all of that. I, I agree. When I saw this, these lines for me, Saracens are the favourites. If you want to go back a couple of weeks, teams, Saracens are the favourites. Yeah, maybe last year, like like Neil was saying, it, this game was a tight game. You'll back the home team, but there's no reason why you're going to think Exeter are going to come up and beat the Saracens team at the moment. If you, if you do great, if they do, well done. Welcome back, Exeter. 
and you'll be a ballsy man to, to back that. But I, Exeter have shown nothing to show that they're going to beat beat Saracens on the weekend, even at home at this point in time at, at this spot, right? I'm not my most confident, but I I'm, I call Saracens to win. Yeah, certainly interesting. It's like interesting. What's interesting to me is there seems to be money for Exeter, but everyone seems to agree on on Saracens here, which is always which is always quite interesting. Let's move on to the next game, Chris. Two to go. London Irish minus four and a half against the Newcastle Falcons. <laughs> yeah, well, this is one of these games. Two teams. When I look at, I, I don't normally have a big opinion. Irish have completely. I'll admit, Irish have surprised me. They've they've been. I don't know if they are overachieving. Maybe they are. They've. They, they, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And when always, I always like kind of put Irish and Worcester in the same camp, like they can do it. They got the players, the coach, like, you know, they should do it and they, they, they don't. Sorry, Neil, I'm still waiting for Worcester to show me, but London Irish have showed me that they, they can do it now. Um, so, and Newcastle, <laughs> I know they. Yeah, I'm not a big Newcastle fan. Like, so for me, this is this is an Irish play all the way. Like, because it's quite early in the season, it, they, these teams could even themselves out. But if I if I'm going to go back and look at these teams and the, and the season they've had, Irish should win by 10, 15, yeah, easily. I would never normally say that for the last five years, but actually, this weekend, go Irish. I think they'll put like, they'll put Newcastle away easily. Wager Warlock just pointing out that world sports betting have shortened their price quite dramatically on the Sharks during the show. No. <laughs> quite a few guys taking bets there. Neil, this one, are you going to be with Chris again on the London Irish? No, Brent, I'm happy to oppose Chris here. Um, ah. a, big swing, <laughs> a big swing at it opened at Newcastle plus seven and a half. I had a, 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 a big swing to put it lightly at, at the Newcastle plus here. This was a, a cracking price um, in my opinion. Uh, London Irish is just one of those sides. I always like to back them as as the dogs, um, but at home with a minus, geez, it's you're a brave man to 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 take London Irish on any single minus that's available. They they can cover a, a 15 point cap and win the game away at Sandy Park, but they they will will struggle to beat this minus at home at Brentford Community. So yeah, Newcastle plus six and a half. I'm hoping for some cold weather. Uh, that'll warm up the Newcastle boys. They love a they love a dog fight. Um, they're going to be up for this game, especially after dropping some points at home against Newcastle. So, if you can, I, I'm pretty sure that six and a half, even seven and a half, is still available. So, this is a, an absolutely cracking play, in my opinion. Yeah, I was just looking at. Uh, I think I got that off player bets four and a half. I see six and a half at Sunbet. So, there are bigger handicaps uh, available there for sure. Uh, Brendan, let's go to you on this one. Yeah, there's six and a half um, still here, here in the UK with Newcastle. Um, yeah, so it's split a one-one down the middle. Um, first of all, you just got to understand that I've gone for London Irish a couple of times this season. Uh, sometimes they've helped. Uh, I think my one of my biggest losses was against Exeter. Oh man, I thought they were going to get absolutely trashed at Sandy Park. Anyway, yeah. they turned around a thirty-point handicap swing. You know, whatever it was, it was you know the difference between the two. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting a few more moments before I just divulge my, my, my fancy in this game. But basically, I mean, the Exiles, they've had three draws, three high-scoring draws. They haven't won a game yet at home, Brentford. Um, they've beaten two of the hot shots. They beat Exeter away and they beat Harlequins away. Um, 
but yeah, I think Newcastle on the plus. It's quite a it's quite a strong fancy here for me as well. Um, I you know London Irish remind me a little bit of the Pumas. You know, all of a sudden the Pumas become favourites, and now you're expecting them to to start a game as uh, a seven point favourite. I just have a feeling that this London Irish side they've been bumbling along. They've got you know they they've got some good talent in that squad, but. I don't know, they're their own worst enemies. And I, I'm, I'm trying to find a way, or at least I'm trying to, to see which way they're going to mess this game up. Because I do agree with Chris that they have the ability to win it and to win it well. But I, I just have the feeling that they're going to, they, they're their own worst enemies and they're going to bumble this. And I've got a feeling that they, 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 they might still remain winless after this weekend. And Newcastle could steal a little. Uh, a win there at Brentford Community Stadium. Um, yeah, I, yeah, they love to kill it at home, but perform like yeah, <laughs> like it was bizarre. Yeah, that's, they're one that's, of those yeah. weird teams, and I think I, Newcastle have shown that they can be a real nuisance. And I and I think uh, I mean they also went away and they beat uh, Exeter, and I think they beat Bath early on in yeah, the season. Um, yeah, they yeah and i think they're the kind of team that yeah last season i think they they had the worst away record ever but they've won two out of four so far this time around and um yeah i quite like the newcastle yeah sharp rate sharp rate coming in these two teams can play without my money it sounds a bit like oracle rugby we all oracle Yes, it's disappeared. But Brendan, let's stay with you for the last game. Leicester minus five and a half against the Harlequins. Wow. Yeah, great game. Hey, Sunday. At least that'll be on the telly. So I'll be looking forward to that one. Um, what were my initial thoughts on this one? Uh, Leicester coming off a bye. Unbeaten this season. Tremendous. What a squad. They seem to have every aspect of play covered and covered really well. Um, tremendous, and it, and it's great to see because they've been in the doldrums for way too many years, and it's wonderful to see them playing so well. That's for sure. Harlequins not quite as good this season as they have been; a little bit inconsistent. But obviously, you know, uh, with the internationals, it's obviously um, uh, played a major part in uh, you know team selections. Uh, certainly, with Marcus Smith and Don Brunt and a couple of other guys. So. Um, much will depend to see who is playing on Sunday for the Quins. Um, if Marcus Smith and Don Brunt are in the starting 15, I'm on Harlequins plus five and a half without a doubt. Um, I, just because I think it could be very, very close and also Leicester coming off a bye. Another bet that has me interested in this game possibly is uh, Harlequins quite often can be a very strong second half side. Um, so I'm looking at a Leicester Harlequins uh, double play. Yeah. For the game as well. I haven't seen a price yet, but it'd probably be around the six, seven, or one mark. You know, the general sort of trend. Um, so yeah, a lot will depend on team selections for this game. Um, uh, I'm waiting for that. Marcus Smith, if he starts at ten, um, I'm on the plus five and a half. Right. Let's uh, get Chris's view on this one. Um, I, I did see Shark Brain say. Harlequins on the minus, which um, it had me looking at the odds again. So he obviously fancies him to win outright. But uh, here we got uh, Leicester minus five and a half there, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Shadow and Brendan there, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I, what, what, exactly what Brendan just said there. I think team news is big. Um, 
if uh, if Marcus Smith and the, the the English contingent are back, even though let's say I've had a great team, Quinns have just proven too much over the last couple, couple like last year that they. <laughs> This is five points is a big is a big margin. Um, even for Leicester, like I think, yeah, we 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 all know Leicester have come around and they're playing great and and that and I, I respect them for that. I love it. We all seen Apollo's going there, um, but for me, five points still at this stage. Again, yeah, you agree. If the team, I think it's key because you was used the the Italian fly that got injured last last week. If if Smith doesn't play, I don't Tomasco think they have a no. Marcel Allen, if he's injured, and yeah. if Smith doesn't play, that's a little bit worrying because that is their, that yeah. same pivot and playing like that's a big part of their game. So I want to see who he's playing there when that comes out. Um, but in saying that, the cap's too high. I think that's the wrong cap. I think it should be around two points or a pick-em game at least. But I, 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 I like points here again. Quinn's is always points. Leicester... Better defense. They have got a better defense, but they're gonna they're gonna give it a good go against against Quinns. Which if yeah, if they have some if Quinns have their weapons, points. Uh, I can, I'm just looking at where they look. It looks like it's gonna be a lovely little balmy Sunday afternoon. So it's, I'm uh, that's where I'm gonna go. I won't get too involved in the point. It's gonna be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it sounds like a good game to watch. Let's let Neil bring the curtain down on the Gallagher Premiership for us. Yeah, Brian, just before I start, um, I just want to know, has anyone ever seen the Oracle and Sharp Brain in the same room? It seems like they're... You might find a lawyer's letter from Sharp Brain <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, oh, Tigers, Tigers, Quinns on a, on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, there goes my Brilliant. my Sunday evening. I mean, cancel all plans right now. So, uh, it's cracking fixture expected. Um, I'm going to pose the panel here. It's, um, I'm all over this, this Leicester minus. I took I took minus four and a half. Cracking player, Walford Road. Uh, sold out 24,000 people going to be there. The first time it's been sold out since 2018. So that's a, a massive thing. There's a big feel-good factor uh, back, back in the Tigers. Um, Marcus Smith was was slugging down margaritas uh, with his bird in in Dubai, probably about uh, we, we're talking about ninety six hours ago. So yeah, he's he's going to be he's playing. He's starting. Esther Hayes in at twelve. Marshawn's at thirteen. Their heads aren't going to be there. This is you can have all the backs in the world, but when you when you're coming to Tiger Land with um, George Martin at George Martin at seven, Marco van Staden at six. This is a this is a scary side to to come against. You can, yeah, you can have all the excitement in the backs, but you first got to win the set piece battle, and that Tigers more. They're going to be rolling the Quins all there, so I just can't see them, the Quins sticking up to this. So I'm hoping that the cold weather sets in in England. I want some rolling rolling malls. I want the the crowd getting loud. I want the ref getting behind the Tigers because I'm all over this Tigers minus. This is a cracking play to end off a very profitable weekend on Sunday. Right. Well, we're going to get before we get into the best bets, gents, and we got some. So then we've got some games that we all agree, but we've also got some big uh, split uh, split sort of uh, views as well. Just a quick uh, walk around. Has anybody got any fancies for the sevens? Chris, starting with you, anything that stands no. out in the early games? I know Sean Nicholas says, watch Ireland this weekend. No, Christina, for mm. me, I follow the, guys, follow the guys that know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I don't follow them. Yeah, all. same. Yeah. Certainly with uh, if, I like to watch it, but Benton is the death of me. No way. 
those are my two confidence if that's what you can get. My next uh, would be Leinster overs and uh, Harlequins Leicester overs would be my next my next best. Um, and that those but those five four best at the moment on my top. So my top definitely Bath plus. Um, what's the other one? Bath and Lions plus. Uh, Leinster overs and Leicester Holocaust overs definitely are my top four bets this weekend. Right. Shark Brain saying good night, guys. Let's make some money this weekend and let's see what Neil's going to give us as his best bets. Yeah. On the URC, sticking to, to the locals, both sides on the, okay, well, both sides on the plus, but Sharks now as favorites still take them at seven to 10 or slightly above. Absolutely cracking player. Um, Bulls won't be up for this game at all and then just looking at the premiership uh series to win yeah it's it's a it's a that's a goodie london are sorry uh, newcastle plus six and a half cracker uh warriors plus two and a half gift bath plus ten and a half cracker and then tigers plus uh, minus four and a half yeah you're gonna there's a lot of money to be made this weekend there's some confident picks from my side Excellent, yeah. I can see why you got hold of me just before the show, Neil. Nice, confident picks from you there. You can see you excited for the weekend. And with your exam out the way, you can focus on your punting now this weekend. No, yeah. No, definitely uh, the, the brain will have to get put to, to better use to play with these statistics rather than the other ones. Excellent. Well, guys, thanks very much. Uh, thanks to all the boys who joined us in the live chat tonight. And then thanks to Neil, Chris, and Brendan, lads. We'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. And see you next week for the Handicap Rugby Chat. That matters. Great. Good night.